time, Jess. Four Cakes is a member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. We hit you guys with the change up nice and early. Katie did the intro. <laughs> Um, so it seems hard to kind of do this episode justice. Uh, I can hardly even believe we're about to talk about the fact that Canada are gold medal Olympic champions. It's totally surreal. Um, but also this is our last episode and it's hard to find words that do that justice too. So today, uh, we're going to talk about Canada's semifinal against the U.S., the final against Sweden, and I guess all of our hopes and dreams for the future of the the Canadian program and uh, soccer in this country, and for you, the listeners. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, but before we do that, we're going to tell you about one of our sponsors. Today's episode of Four Kicks is brought to you by Bessie Box. Delivering healthy, naturally raised meat and seafood right to your door. Bessie is a small team in Alberta that delivers local food straight from the farm to you. Choose from Alberta grass-fed and finished ground beef to sustainable Atlantic salmon from BC. You can order on your schedule, whether it's a one-time order or a regular subscription to your favorite Bessie box. All conveniently flash-frozen and portioned, so you always have healthy meat and seafood ready to cook up a storm. Go to BessieBox.com to order yours now. Plus, APN listeners can use the promotion code APN10, so APN10, to save 10% off your first order. That's code APN10. Enter it on checkout at BessieBox.com to save 10% off your first order. All right. Canada versus USA in an Olympic semifinal. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, but it was different. <laughs> it was different in the most glorious way. Just, I know we're going to talk about it in detail, but like, can we just say up front that, you know, I went into this match hoping for vindication, hoping for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely some revenge. <laughs> some karma to come around. Like, I was just mm. really feeling that coming into this match. The karma was particularly sweet. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, so I guess we should actually talk about talk about the episode and not just how vengeful I am. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of feelings about this game, and uh, revenge is high up on that list. <laughs> yeah, it is. People, are you really going to miss this? Are you really going to miss this? <laughs> Do you need this in your lives? I don't know. <laughs> um, so Canada starting 11, uh, LeBay in goal, Ashley Lawrence at uh, right back, Vanessa Gilles, and Kadisha Buchanan at center back, Alicia Chapman at left back, Quinn, Desiree Scott, and Jesse Fleming in the middle, uh, Janine, Becky, Christine Sinclair, and Michelle Prince up top yep so great starting 11 we love it excellent very solid super solid maybe we should talk about this later but des what is with des des just like in olympic tournaments turns that shit up to like not 11 out of 10 like 20 out of 10 she was outstanding this whole tournament 
She was, particularly in these last two matches that we're about to talk about. Yeah, this is where... so good. Like, yeah, Scott was excellent. Excellent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I know we had some issues with Scott's performance in the World Cup, but then she, yeah, like, it's like for the Olympics. Usually... Canada's just like, oh, it's the Olympics? Great. We're gonna turn this shit up. <laughs> and I it's know. like, yeah. do that for the World Cup, though. You get paid. I know, I know, I know. Like, I think typically, you know, Scott is usually solid. Yes, She does occasionally have a match or a a few matches where it's kind of like, oh, was she really at her best? Like, is she really still at that level? But then, like, you know, she turns it around and proves it. Like, damn, like, not only is she at the level, but she exceeds the level. Yeah, she was a boss. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, though. Like, I mean, we've talked about this before, and I think about it a lot, actually, is that we perform so well in Olympics. I mean, at least for the last three cycles, which is a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, damn, why can't we translate that over to the World Cup? Well, we know why we didn't translate that over to the World Cup, because we had a terrible coach. Well, <laughs> the yes, last we, one. <laughs> we did not have a good coach. I mean, at least he was not the right coach for our team. No, that there we um, go. <laughs> and... And also just like that, I, I actually, you know what, I was about to blame it on transition, but let's all remember how long Beth Priestman has been coaching this team. Yeah. And it has not been very long. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get yeah. to that. So let's, let's just quickly start with like how this game kind of ran through. Yeah. Um, so basically the U.S. did what the U.S. does and it's the U.S. press. <laughs> yeah. And um, literally within like minutes, you know. Um, but, okay, literally within minutes, like, we had a nice direct ball, like, like to, what was it, Fleming? I think, like, Ashley Lawrence and Fleming combined on the wide, on the wide side, um, like, two minutes in, and we got, we had, I was like, okay, we got some, we got some offense going, but then, like, immediately it was like, okay, here, here comes that wave of U.S. pressure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, but we were, like, super committed, and, like clearing the balls really well um Nichelle Prince I thought had an outstanding match against the U.S. um and there were a couple times where like oh Fleming played through to Prince at like the 18 minute and the ball was like just out of reach but I was like that's exactly what we need to do that was one of the nicest passes I have seen um from Prince and a, the pass from Fleming was spot uh, well okay a little off spot on obviously if she didn't get it but like so nice um and then so oh yeah and then a couple minutes later like there was that that um that's where Nair got hurt which was yes. brutal that was so awkward that landing that hyper extension of the was it the knee that's what it looked like yeah yeah and then we saw like throughout the the rest of the tournament like uh nair was like in like a one of those boots one of those like space looking boots and crutches which is brutal brutal so uh french came in um we i i was actually really like this is the thing we know what happens when we play the u.s and it's pressure it's just waves and waves and waves of pressure so our defensive game has to be rock solid 
Um, yeah, and it was. And it was. Like, there were a couple moments where, like, um, like Alex Morgan had a header. I think that was an injury time. Um, but for the first half, like, there was nothing I was super duper too concerned about. Like, I thought, okay, Canada's got this on lock for the first half. And we... Which we've done that before, like so many times. Like the first half, we perform and we hold, we hold their pressure so well. Um, but then it's like the second half, right? The second half is always where it's like, shit. <laughs> totally. Well, I mean, Sorry, not so... us playing like shit, but it's like, oh shit, this is where yeah, the U.S. So like I... turns it up. I totally agree, and I, I mean, like I won't get ahead of myself, but I will say that like. I thought about this in the Sweden game, too. Mm-hmm. But normally, yeah, like, normally when we're playing a really tough team, like, especially the U.S., we get to a point in the game where they wear us down. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and because I mean, their physicality is just, like, unrelentless. Well, they're just incredible. Like, they are, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I think it's no secret that they didn't have their absolute top tournament either, but, like, I don't care about that. They're still the U.S., they're still yep. a phenomenal team. Yep. They're still the best, right? And so usually we do get to that point where uh, where they wear us down, and, and even if we've maintained our, our strong defense, at that point we start to fall apart a little bit. Yep. However, I thought we remained pretty strong in this game. I also thought, mm-hmm. you know, from early in the game, one thing I was really impressed with with Canada was that, like, we did – manage to maintain more control over the ball than we typically do in a situation like when we're playing the U.S. where we keep, like, back-passing, for example. I mean, of course, there's a little bit of that. Like, oh, of course. You know, for sure. But, like, you know, in the past, I found that really frustrating where we're just, like, constantly kicking back to, you know, to whoever's in goal. Mm-hmm. And and I felt like – I feel like this team is now in a place – which we saw in this game and other games in this tournament where we're taking more risks because we're more confident. Yes. And and that has given us so much better control and it's also put us in a situation where we're taking chances, offensive chances, whether they're successful or not. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, unfortunately a lot of them that we took this tournament were not successful. But the fact that we're even taking those chances, that we're shooting from outside the box, for example, that we're... You know, we talked, I think, after our first episode um, in this Olympic cycle, we talked about how, like, they need to be passing into space. I think they got better at that throughout the tournament. They definitely, yes, they absolutely, like, we started the tournament just, like, just really clumsily, I thought, and we obviously ended the tournament uh, pretty good, Um, but doing all the things that, like, I expect of this team, because I know they're that good. Yep. Like playing into space, playing out of pressure, which is essential when you're playing the likes of the U.S. and Sweden yep. and all those yes. top, top nations. You have to be able to play out of pressure. You can't just dink the ball up the field yep. and hope that, like, I don't know, somebody does something absolutely bonkers and amazing to make it work for us. And because most of the time it won't. Of that. We did very little of that in this, I mean, in the latter, certainly in the latter part of the tournament, and it friggin' shows. Well, okay, so we'll talk about this when we kind of, like, get to the Sweden game, but, like, like, I remember our last podcast, I said, like, we just need to be able to stick all of the pieces together and, like, 
we can do this. This is a thing that we can do. We can win this whole thing. And I would say we didn't even make all those pieces fit. Like clearly, clearly we are still working on our scoring. Yes. That is a piece that we are missing and we got effing gold. Imagine if we have all of the pieces. <laughs> I know. It, it's truly phenomenal. I just think that, yeah, some of the things that they have frustrated me with in the past, which is like when they're under pressure, you know, either lobbing the ball down the field with absolutely no strategy or yeah. continuing to like back pass to the keeper just to keep the ball away from the opposition, which again, that's part of the game and those things happen sometimes. Yeah, but not excessively. But we on it. Yeah. It was our crutch for far too long and like the fact that we just said nope we're gonna take control of this ball in the face of our opposition throughout again particularly the latter part um of this tournament and in this u.s game Mm -hmm. i can't even say how impressed and proud i am of of them for for getting there yes for sure so in the second half this is where we really really saw like there's a lot of close chances, but this is where, like, you know, Gilles, Buchanan, LeBay truly, truly, truly stepped up because, yeah. you know, in the second half, they had, they did they replace their entire front line? I think they did. Um, with, like, Lloyd, yeah. Rapino, and Press. By the way, why do you have Kristen Press on and you guys barely pass to her? What the F is wrong with you? But okay. I know she was quiet. In that so game. quiet. Well, Which, when she came on, I was like, good. no. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was really quiet, and I was like, Sweet. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, LeBay, like, made two, like, really key kind of fingertip saves over All the bar, way. punched away a couple set pieces, and I, there was, like, a point blank, um, I think, shot from Haran? Um, around like there the sixty-fifth. There was 65th. one dangerous shot from her end for sure. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, Julia Grosso, uh, came on for Prince and wait, no, Quinn was replaced with Julia Grosso and Prince was replaced with Deanne Rose at the sixtieth minute. Um. Yeah. Oh, so this this was really this is where the turning point happened. Like, I think it was like the seventy-third minute. Um, there was like that, that ball sent into Deanne Rose, um, or, oh no, it was like Tierna Davidson had it in the U.S.'s box and just, like we said, relentless Rose, relentless Deanne Rose was just like, (laughs) Katie's making like heart symbols. (laughs) Deanne Rose. I love Deanne Rose. (laughs) Yep. She's great. She's relentless and she is just like ice in her veins like she's so amazing yeah. and Tierna Davison just catches Rose like in the back of the leg or her calf not her calf maybe was, her thigh just kind of hit her honestly like that issue was like someone needs to be screaming at Davidson like you got them coming on your ass like just be careful with that person coming into the box. Um, but I think Davidson just had no clue. No clue Rose was there. And honestly, Rose is so fast that she could seem like she's not a threat at all in totally. one second. And the next second, you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah. Fair um, enough, right? Yeah. So uh, initially, 
the call, it wasn't called and they just played on, but then VAR, what do we say about VAR? <laughs> It'll just VAR, take one like, call, it's, baby. It, it's bringing me over to inside. <laughs> for sure. So it went for review and then a penalty kick was given. And guess who steps up? Well, Jesse Cri- okay. Jesse effing Fleming. And Sink gives her the ball, which, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure she actually just handed the ball to Fleming, not as a passing of the whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah. More, more of a stop, stop American shenanigans, truly. <laughs> because yeah, totally. you know they were, there would be American shenanigans. Yeah, oh, totally. Um, but then Fleming just absolutely fires a rocket into like the side netting and French has no chance. There's no chance. There's no, no chance. Way. There was a, like a Nobody perfect. Nobody would have saved that. There was a perfect PK. It was perfect. So now it's 1-0 it Canada. 1-0 Canada. So yeah, like that's how we get our advantage and like damn, I'll take it. I'll take it. It was a, it was a beautiful penalty honestly. Like it was so good and can I just take a moment to say that that image of jesse fleming like oh. sliding on her knees it's gonna get so much mileage on the internet for so make, many years to come make it a poster canada soccer right? like it's she's doing so good she's she slid so far first off like wow and then like double thumbs up while sliding and is just mouth, she's like yeah like it's <laughs> class like that is that is I will never forget that image. Like, I'm pretty yeah, sure it's... I haven't made it the background background on my phone or com- my computer yet. Because it is, like, yet. etched in my brain. You know what? It was so good. It was such a good moment. I mean, I was super happy for her. I mean, as if we had any doubt that she'd make, she'd make the penalty. But, mm-hmm. you know, you never know. So, like, she got it. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was against the U.S. And it gave us the advantage that we needed. And ultimately, it won us the game. It won us a game, yeah. Yeah, so we had, so we did have a couple more subs. We'll talk about that real quick. So Heidema sure. came on for Sinclair at 88. Um, right. And then Rose went off for Adriana Leon. So that's replacing a sub with a sub, which, super interesting, Bev Priestman. But it is also, but I don't like, if you, it. I actually really liked it because it's like, yeah. if we want speed and you want fresh, fresh legs, like, yeah, sub for a sub, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> it it totally makes sense and it I think like yeah like there are certain positions that could benefit from being swapped out more often for sure right? yeah. um the US did have like uh probably their best chance what was that in the 86 minute with uh Lloyd's header off the crossbar oh I hated that oh that was terrible it sucked so much didn't like it anyways uh, Canada won, and yeah, it was from a PK. How does that feel, America? Pretty shitty, yeah. huh? <laughs> Honestly, I you've won matches with PKs, so don't bitch about it. I well, and again, like as we've said before, like is you know nobody goes into a game saying they want to win or lose, frankly, on PKs. Yeah, but. It's the game. That's how soccer works, everybody. Yeah. So everybody is complaining. Yeah, like, guess what? We actually won a lot of our stuff this tournament off of PKs. But it's like, yes. like three games were won off of PKs. But <laughs> also, guess what? We defended like a 
Yes. So that's one thing, actually, that I had noted, that going into this match with the U.S., sure, they were the favorite to win, but they had conceded six goals prior where we had only conceded three, dude. Yeah, yeah, up until, yeah, the Sweden... Oh, in the whole tournament, we only conceded four goals, and we lost zero games. Yeah. That's really good. <laughs> like, That's really good. So like, then- we had... Clearly, our plan was just to be the defensive... Like, it's, like, hella defensive, like... And they executed that plan so perfectly... Almost, like, I would say if you had zero goals against you, obviously it's a perfect, perfect plan. But this is almost as perfect as you can get it. Like, it was just, that plan worked out so well that, yeah, we got gold in a tournament where we scored four? Did we score four, like, uh, sorry, open play goals? I think we had three, three open play goals. Two by Becky, one by Leon. Oh, and one by Sink. And one by Sink, yeah. So four open play goals. I don't care. I, I don't, don't give a shit. Care. <laughs> we won fair and square. And you yeah, know what? That's, it's a that's how it goes. good strategy. Guess what yes. our strategy is? To win. <laughs> and when a team recognizes what their current strengths are, not yes. their aspirational strengths, but their current strengths, mm-hmm. and then plays to those... That is smart. Yeah. Defense does win championships. <laughs> Guess what? If you if you score, you know, 10 goals, but you get beat by 11, then guess what? You didn't win. You didn't win. And, like, if anybody <laughs> wants to crap on us for winning the way that we won, we are the ones Just show with them the gold, gold medal. on our neck. <laughs> We're the ones with the gold around our neck. So come at me. <laughs> strengths were going into this tournament yes. and it was our defense even yes. during you know heiny years def- our defense was pretty good we did have lapses in that and you know what sure. know what helped fill that hole vanessa Gill. <laughs> honestly like what a game changer <laughs> like, like literally she's just like like she's just it's like she's got an axe to grind and she's just like you know what Die. I'm gonna kill you <laughs> in I the box it. if you <laughs> That I shit is it. mine. And then yes. her pair with Buchanan because Buchanan was played every minute of every single game. What the hell? That was incredible. Yeah. Buchanan And it's typical too though. I mean it is typical of Buchanan just to like be so good and then play so hard. Like I Man, let the girl sleep for two weeks now, please. Do not bother her. (laughs) Truly, truly. She has put in her OT. Yes. Yes, she has. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, I mean, I... Wow. You know, we talked about Vanessa Gill a lot through our last few episodes. um, But truly, like, I feel like... What a game changer for our back line. And again, knowing that at the moment, our defense is sort of our strength. Yep. Don't get me wrong. I want our offense 
strengths to be just as much a strength, but we need to work on that first, yes, right? For sure. We're not there yet. Um, you know, even before we had Jill, uh, it was quite a strength, but now with Jill, and I mean, obviously, Riviera still has lots to learn and lots of development yep. to do, but like, yep. she's absolutely going to be part of that too. Yeah, and Carl's so, going to be a part of that. Bianca yeah. St. George are very likely going to be a part of that. Oh, yes. And then something happened in the last game where I was like, I called it. I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. It only, it was Zdorsky going on the left wing. And I was like, yes, yes. I know, I know. <laughs> I thought they, I thought the exact same thing. Okay, so should we move on to talk about the Sweden yes. game? Do we have anything else to say about the U.S.? No. I mean, we could talk literally, we could have a whole podcast. Like, I mean, okay, it. yeah, yeah. It was the whole, like, yes, we beat the U.S. It's been 20 years since we beat the U.S. That felt amazing. But then it was like, let's get on to the gold medal match. Let's go. Let's move. Let's go. We don't need yeah, to think about like, the U.S. Okay. that long. Rearview <laughs> mirror. I know. Because we okay, have so... an, a very uh, formidable opponent in the final. So, yes, let's get to okay, that. so we're going to talk about the final. We're going to talk about Canada versus Sweden. But before we do that, we're just going to share um, a message just from one more of our sponsors. This episode of Four Kicks is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation and the Well Endowed Podcast, a podcast that explores the impact of passionate people who are working to make Edmonton a strong, vibrant city to live in. The latest episode of the Well Endowed Podcast is all about how the Edmonton International Fringe Festival is back with Together We Fringe, a hyper-local hybrid event featuring live and digital performances. Find out how to join in on the fun and what you can expect as you journey through the festival grounds. Learn more and listen at ecfoundation.org. Okay. Yeah. So going into this, I was actually like, we've already done what we've set out to do. And I was honestly less nervous about this game. Also because, sorry, my dog's drinking water, so it's going to sound disgusting. (laughs) Can you hear that? A little bit, but not too much. Get out of here. You stink. (laughs) Um... So, obviously, like, I was super nervous, but I already knew, like, we're getting a medal. This is great. Christine Sinclair and all the vets, like Scott and LeBay and who else is there? Schmidt. Schmidt, Chappie. Chappie. They all get, McLeod, they all get to be in a final of a major tournament, and that is huge. And they're getting a medal upgrade regardless. Yes. Obviously, I was like, I want gold. (laughs) But I was I like, wanted it so bad, so bad, like desperately bad. Because the thing that sucks about playing the gold medal match and still taking silver is that you get your silver right after you lost. Oh my god! Okay, the psychology of just like yeah. silver versus bronze is so yeah. interesting, and also yeah. like, like I was like, poor Sweden, like that sucks. You get your your silver right after, like it's brutal. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they had a situation, didn't they? And I can't remember which which cycle it was. I don't think it was 2016. But where they've already lost gold and already taken silver, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. the second time that they got silver. And that sucks for them, like, so yeah. bad. I could see the heartbreak, and I was like, if, I, if that was my team, if that was Canada right now, I'd be dying. <laughs> right, I'd be like, I want this. I want this stupid medal in the exactly. moment, and then eventually, like a couple hours later, I'd be like, you know what we did was pretty cool. 
Yeah, and I bet you that's where where they're at too, right? And it's kind of like you know when you win, when, when in the past when we've lost in the semis and then gone on to play in the in the, the bronze. bronze. Yeah. You know, it sucked when we lost in the semis, but it felt amazing when we won the bronze, right? For sure, for sure. Exactly. So, I mean, I was still pretty nervous because here's the thing. It's like when something is in your reach, you want it so bad. Yes, that's true. You want, and, and I was just like, again, like with players like Christine Sinclair, I don't know when that woman plans to retire. She might have another... You know, another good few years left in her. Decade! A decade! Yeah! Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, I mean, she's still playing great as long as she still wants to. I don't see why she can't. But what if she does decide to pack it in soon? Like, I want so... that for her. I want, I mean, she's had a long and illustrious career. She's had many amazing milestones throughout her career. But I wanted this. Did you see that quote where Sinky did say, like, I'm not making any decisions on my retirement. I'm pretty sure I have a couple of years basically left in yeah. me. And not? I'm not going to make any, yeah, I'm not going to make any decisions. Like, I try not to make any decisions based on disappointment or joy. And I, I, I think she is very wise, right? Like, Big surprise that S- Christine Sinclair is super wise. <laughs> <laughs> right, she's so even measured. And yeah. I mean, that's why she's such a great leader and such a great captain of the team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, God, I hope she has another decade left in her. Come on, let's go World Cup, you know? <laughs> I mean, the but World still, Cup is two this, years away. It's only two years away at this point. Away. And, dude, like, if this never happens again in our lifetime, at least it happened now. Like, if we, it, it happened, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, I don't care if she plays another ten years and doesn't make the podium ever again. She got it. She already did it. Yeah. She did it. Exactly. Actually, yeah. like, obviously I'll still want us to win gold again next time. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was my rant. Yeah. Okay, so let's just talk about, so, so Canada won, Sweden won, and then yes. <gasps> we win on PKs 3-2. to two. Woo! Um, so for the, the final, the starting 11 is LeBay and goal, Ashley Lawrence at right back, uh, Vanessa Gill, Kadisha Buchanan at center backs, Alicia, uh, Alicia Chapman at left back, Desiree Scott, Quinn, Jesse Fleming in the middle, uh, Christine Sinclair, Janine, Becky, and Nichelle Prince up top. Yeah. So, um. Solid. Solid. Um, basically we faced, uh, unrelenting pressure from sweden from the get-go it was so brutal (laughs) it was really it was really stressful honestly the first half with sweden was way more stressful than the first half with the u.s i was like i was like they're pummeling us um i mean the set pieces dude it was i am not exaggerating or maybe like this is just my the set pieces were ridiculous I don't. I did, I should have taken note of how many corners they had, but it was so many. I think like, in the whole game they had something like fourteen corners. It was ridiculous. It, it just felt like it was pretty constant at times, and and yeah, we played in the in our last quarter of the field, you know, way too much. Um, yeah, and you're right. It was unrelenting pressure. It was major danger. But, <laughs> major danger. <laughs> yeah, it was major danger. But like, I, I'm pretty sure that like at the end of the game, they had a fairly significant number of shots more than us. But actually, 
shots on goal was the same. Which is yeah. Can you even believe that we ma- managed that with, with the way that, that they played question. in our half? Yeah. So we both ended like Sweden and Canada just both had three shots on goal, on goal. and then but Sweden had twenty four shots. And then yeah. I think we had, we had like 10, 10? yeah, 10, something like that in that range. I do have that stat. I just can't get it because I'm talking to you on my phone. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like it's, close it's not it. it's the actual specific number is not that important. Just that there yeah. was a pretty large discrepancy in shots, but when you look at shots on goal, pretty impressive when you consider how high pressure it was, like you said, particularly in that first half. That first half was brutal. It was brutal. We did have a couple chances, though, uh, like Jean Becky's ball through to Prince. Um, Swedes blocked it. Um, Prince, uh, like, a couple minutes later, swung a ball into the box, and Becky's shot went out for a corner. Then... Becky had a corner, and it went off Gilles' head, which was wide of goal. Um, and then I think there was... I can't remember when that one happened, but, like, I think Prince sent in a ball, and, like, Becky thought she was offside, so didn't attempt it. Just yeah, attempt it, Becky! Tw- Just attempt it! It Who was cares? at the 21st minute, so ah. Prince kind of takes on a defender. I was so happy to see that. She did a couple times. Yes. Yeah, she did a couple times, and, yes. and she was successful. Yep. So I was like, yes, Prince, more of these cojones. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, she, didn't she take on two defenders at one point? I think so, yeah. like I was just like, yes, because like you know, six, eight months ago, Becky, or not Becky, sorry, but Prince, we were saying like, Prince, like, just do the thing. Don't wait for somebody else to come by and, like, you know, be too nice about it. Like, just go and take what you... Yeah. Take what is yours, you know? Yeah. And I saw more of that from her, um, especially in this game. Actually. Yeah. So she takes on the she defender had... and she crosses to Becky. Yeah. And Becky, either she thought she was offside or it was just, like, maybe the angle was weirder than it looked like. Right. But it was... She was wide open and I was like, what? Because she didn't even try... It looked like she didn't even try to... Yeah, it's hard to know unless you're on the field, like, what was... Yeah. What the heck? (laughs) Because, I mean, like, let's be real, like, Ginny Becky is is not known to hold back from an offside goal, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she scored plenty of offside goals in her time. (laughs) So maybe the angle was just weird and it wasn't as easy of a shot as it looked to us. But either way, at the time, it felt like a real heartbreaker because it looked like she was just, like, pretty open and, and... most likely definitely would have scored had she taken it. Yeah. But but again, it's hard for us to know not being down on the field, right? For sure. I would say that this was not Becky's greatest game. And I think, like, first off, Becky has had a ton of minutes throughout this tournament. Um, sure. And then she, like, got a cut on her face from one of yeah, the sweets. And I was like, yeah. Becky, like, poor thing. Um, yeah. So she actually did get subbed out of the half, which I thought was a, a good call from Agreed. Bev Priestman. Um who was she replaced with? Uh, oh, Leon. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Prince was subbed with Deanne Rose at the 63rd. I was actually like, Prince is having such a good game. What's going on? But clearly, Priestman had a plan. So I know. We're learning to trust. We're learning, We're learning to, to trust. trust. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. Because Prince was having a good game. But, I mean, it, I think you've said before that, you know, Prince and Rose, they're kind of like, 
in many ways they're a very similar player, so... Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, well, we should talk about the other thing that happened in the first half, which was Sweden scored the opening goal in the 35th minute. Um, so, what was that? Aslani provided, like, a cross, and then, um, Blackstenius, um, you know, took a shot. I feel like it was deflected, or there was a deflection at some point, like, in the box. Um, because LeBay, like, the way, like, like, LeBay was, like, really close to have, like, it was not, like, way off on the side or something. Like, LeBay was within distance of getting that shot. Just, like, squeezed below her or something. But I feel like it took a quick, tiny deflection. Did it not? um, So, if I recall correctly, um, this was a rare moment for us where our defense was kind of scattered. Yes. And, like, Jill was on her. Didn't it go through Jill's legs? I think that was it. Maybe, yeah, yeah. like, Jill, I think, was possibly screened fast. it a bit for LeBay and just couldn't see that shot as well. It and then was, Jill wasn't yeah. as close as you definitely need to be on Black Stenius. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? So, like, this was, a, a unfortunately, a hard lesson in, like, this is what happens when you give them an inch. Totally, right? totally. You cannot give a team like Sweden an inch. We unfortunately did, and we paid for it. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, I, I, I could be remembering the wrong goal. I could be thinking of a goal from another game. But, yeah, it was just, like, a quick pass, and then it kind of went through Jill's legs, which was just really bad luck for Jill because she was there. Just she was not there, enough. just not. But, and there was yeah. nobody else, or, like, nobody, like, it was open all around her um, in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, we just paid for um, not having – all the people there when we needed to have them there. Like, we were so good for the whole rest of the game, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, considering the pressure and and considering how many set pieces they had and how much we spent, you know, like, in our box, frankly. Um, like, I think the fact that we only gave up one... Not bad. Not what we wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's really not so bad actually <laughs> yeah once so, we have that scoring piece one giving up one's not the worst <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean it just sucked though because you never want it's nerve-wracking for me when the other team scores first because right. it's like what's this gonna do to our momentum you know yeah. not that we always had a tremendous amount of momentum i think in the first half we actually did have some moments like you said you know we had some good looking moments mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they did But I think, like, we came out in that second half, and there were those two subs um, of, like, uh, Quinn with Grosso and then Becky with Leon. Yeah. And that provided, I thought, a really nice change in our, like, momentum. Like, we came out swinging in the early parts of the first, or the second half. Um, Prince, once again, just causing total problems. Yeah. like she that I, I think that's when she like got to the goal line and like beat two defenders and then pulled the ball across the goal um and that's like if Adriana Leon had been where she was when she scored that other goal 
for for this one, like it would have been one one because that that's exactly where the ball ended up again. I think if I'm remembering it correctly, I'm pretty sure it just totally. like skittered across to that spot again. <laughs> I know, and you know what? We had a couple of moments where Grosso took a shot and it yes. was just high, yes, or just wide, and we had Fleming take a couple of shots that also were like just like one just skimmed the top of the oh, net. Yeah, oh, such a heartbreaker. Ah. So you know, we had moments where where and, and taking shots that maybe we wouldn't have taken before i felt like yeah know? i loved grosso taking those shots they yeah, were great same with fleming please take those we know you guys can hit them keep at it <laughs> yeah and there was i had noted that at, at around the 77th minute um that there was a shot that I wish that Rose took, but I guess she didn't. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, again, we had chances, and I thought that overall we just kind of swung the momentum of the game back toward us in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, don't get me wrong, they were still tough as hell, and they still had a ton of set pieces, and there were definitely times where they kind of were, like, starting to get the momentum back. Mm-hmm. But one thing I will say that struck me about this game, and maybe it's just, like, gold medal match magic but we kind of touched on it a bit earlier which is that like you know when we're playing a really tough opponent we can tend to get wore down by say you know like the 70th you know 75th 80th minute where Mm -hmm. we start to you know they start to kind of break through I actually felt that we just got better and better and they started to get worn down later in the match did Mm. you think that yeah, yeah, I think we, we started to really, like, solidify a bit, and, like, we we kind of knew what... I, don't get me wrong, like, Sweden still, especially in the extra time, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, like, especially throughout that second half, I was like, okay, like, I actually felt like we're gonna score. We're definitely yeah. gonna score. Um, and we did... But yeah. it was on a PK. <laughs> I know. So uh, it was like just after Rose came in for Prince at like the 63rd minute, um, a ball was sent into Sinclair or, yeah, I think a ball was sent into Sinclair or maybe Sinclair was just in there. She did not have like a good angle. So like, I don't know why that defender just like didn't just like laid off a little bit probably because it's christine sinclair and you never know what the fu- what the fuck's gonna happen you're like oh shit that's true actually <laughs> that, that very well, well may have been it yeah but she was taken down uh in the box and we got a pk in the 66 minute um after review by var because there was initially i think initially the ref just said play on right yes that ref was annoyingly just like yeah play on and it's like that's clearly foul like on both sides where i was like yeah, yeah, no <laughs> actually yeah especially for a gold medal match yeah like it's gonna be it's gonna be rough like try and keep it a little bit restrained like come on yeah i agree not too much but like a little bit like a little bit just rein it in a little bit um oh, so fleming uh goes up for the goal or the the pk and scores. Fleming, a Change. national hero at this Na- point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Fleming was good all tournament, but like exceptional in these, especially in the last three games. Yeah. And obviously, super clutch. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, and switch directions. Threw a little wrench in there, Hedvig Lindahl. <laughs> I know. Good. Yeah. <sighs> Amazing. Amazing. So, you know, that, that equalizes, right? And then yeah. it's a whole new game all over again. That, exactly. It is a whole new game all over again. Um, well, God, I'm just like, what? My memory is not great for the next, like, 20 minutes <laughs> into the extra time, of course. Um, but, yeah, this is where we had, like, Fleming shot from, like, 20 yards out. Um, and then... And then, you know, uh, it ends 1-1, so we go into extra time. Uh, Grosso was awesome, just awesome in that second half in extra time. Um, God, what what else happened? A lot of defense is what happened. <laughs> A lot of defense. And, and I think you're right. Like, I mean, I think, like, I do need to watch this again because I was stressed during this game. I literally did not sit down from this. Like, the first half I was like, okay, everything's fine. And I, like, ate some cereal and I drank some coffee and I was good. And then the second half and, like, especially with, like, the chances that we had very early in the second half, like, I just could not sit down. And I did not sit down for the rest of the game. I just paced the entire time and, like, was making my dogs extremely nervous they were like what the fuck is happening like please yeah. stop and i was like i can't stop <laughs> I know. um so yeah um i think like our best chance in like the second period of extra time uh she she like jordan Heide jordan heidema had a temp that went wide um right yes yeah uh oh and then there was that like terrible terrible moment where was it Hertig was so close like so yes. close that was terrible oh yeah. I hated that yeah yeah it was it, it was it was just scary all the time like and, and you're right like that was that was bad yeah but like yeah like you could like they just could not let their guard down even a millimeter that right. whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, like, of course, for us as spectators watching it, you're, you're worried that that's what's going to happen, that they're going to find a way through, right? Yeah, and there were there was, like, there was one, I can't remember when it was at all, but, like, Riviere was so out of position on one of those Sweden chances, and I was like, no, this is it. Ah! But then we, like, recovered, and I was like, thank you, sweet baby Jesus. Um, but, yeah, like, and there were times where, like, Sweden was doing, like, like they'd get a free kick, and they'd take it really quickly, or they'd take a throw really quickly, and I was like, you guys got to stay on top of it. You cannot give them half a second, because, yeah, Sweden was just on it, on it, on it, the whole well, time. Of course they were. Of course yeah. they were, right? They're incredible, and yeah. they wanted gold just as much as we did. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um. Anyways, it goes to PKs. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm gonna be sick. Oh my god! I felt, I felt ill. Me too. Yeah. I felt actually ill. Yeah, I have a little post, kind of like my TV is like in my living room, and then there's like stairs going up to like our 
bedroom and stuff and there's like a post and I was just hugging that post the entire time for the PK and I started watching all the PKs but then uh at one point I just like couldn't watch them anymore (laughs) and so I was just hiding behind this post and then I'd be like do they get it do they not get it okay um but yeah it was terrifying uh so the first one was uh what taken by Aslani and hits the post on the first one I felt like that was such a good omen initially. Right, right. Initially, you're initially, like, this is a great start. <laughs> I know, especially because then we, you know, we took our next one by Fleming. Yep. Fleming goes up, scores. Can we just talk about, like, Fleming converted how many PK? Four PKs? It was ridiculous. And all yes, of them four. were taken really well. Brazil? Yeah. There would have been a Brazil. No, five? Five? Well, okay, did she take one against Brazil? I think she did. So, Brazil, USA... We didn't have Sweden, one against... Oh, wait, yes. Wait, okay, Brazil, four, four. USA, Sweden, 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 four. Four, yeah. If our math is wrong, um, well, this is our last episode, so you can't come at us. <laughs> I mean, you can, but like... Oh, yeah, we will still but, be on Twitter. <laughs> but we just won't be able to do anything about it. <laughs> we'll be like, oh, well. Um, and then, uh, Sweden takes a 2-1 lead on PKs because Bjorn scores and I always mess up Sko. Is it Sko? (sighs) Um, Lawrence's kick was saved. Ashley Lawrence's was saved. And then Jill hits the crossbar. This is where I was like, oh, God. Like, we were so good on PKs against Brazil. And then now it's just like, oh, God. But then it got worse, Jess. Then it got worse. Um, So, well, actually, it got good for a little bit um, because LeBay saved um, the one that was, like, by... Was it Angadol or Angavard? You know what? I didn't catch their name. I just got their number. Oh, what was the number? 19. There we go. Um, and then Leon's was saved. Which, like, so so at this point, everybody, we've scored one, and three in a row now have been Oh, God, is that it? Really? Yes. We, like, Fleming scored, Lawrence, no, Gilles, no, Leon, no. no. And this is where I'm losing it, because I'm like, yes. oh, my God, we've just not gotten three in a row. Yeah, it was actually it was actually after Gilles where this is where I started hiding behind that post. Yes. I was like, I can't I can't do this. Uh, so I need to shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> um and but then uh Sager for Sweden misses. That sucked for her. That was terrible. Oh, we love Sager, but like Yes. Ugh. Um so I'm like, okay, so we have like a chance. We have a chance. Like, Dion Rose literally had to make this PK. She did. Or we're toast. Yeah. And she does, like, an upper 90. Like, the most... I was like, where did she put that? Because that's ridiculous. Like, it was the very top of upper 90. (laughs) Like, it was so ridiculous. And that's that's harder than going the lower post. I was like, what the fuck, Dion? It was, it was amazing. So at this point, like, like just, ice, ice in yeah. those veins. 
I know. And that's why I love her so much. Yeah. But anyway, so she did it. Yeah. So then it's... She did it. So then we're even. Yeah, it's 2-2. Two, two, and then... um, So we go into sun death PKs. Oh my god, could this game get any worse? <laughs> and, like, LeBay is just smiling. She's just like... smirk? She's just like a menace. <laughs> I know, she really was a menace. I was like, LeBay, I love you so much right now. She, it was like, it wasn't a smile, dude. It was a smirk. She was like smirking, and she's like, come at me. She's like, I mean, that, that, there had to have been game, like mental games going on there. Like, clearly, because Anderson, Absolutely. Anderson, like, basically whiffs on that, that attempt. Like, it was, out of, like, poorly attempted PKs, that one was really, really terrible. Yeah, it was a very weak PK. I mean, she was on target, but it was so easy for LeBay to save. Yeah. I mean, no, I always say that, like, no PKs are easy to save, but, like, that was definitely one of the easier ones to save, That's for true. sure. Like, you, you are actually right. Like, no PKs are easy to save, but, like, you're right. Like, as as far as it can be easy, it, it was. Yeah. Simply because it was, it was, like, right on target, right? Yeah. She basically just passed it to LeBay. <laughs> Not really, yeah. but yeah. Because LeBay messed with her head, potentially. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I <right>? hope so. <laughs> so, like, this gives us, like, an ounce of hope, right? Because we yes. were even before Anderson's PK. Yep. Now that she's missed, we if we get the next one, we win. Yeah. And so, uh, Grosso steps up, and shoots it and like you could tell when she shoots it she's like oh Lindahl's gonna get a glove on that but she rockets that in like it's so hard and Lindahl does get a hand on it but it deflects kind of up and into goal into the net amazing you know what all that matters is that it went in and like in that moment I was just like oh my god oh my god we won. We, we did it. They did it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that was trending, by the way. They did it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I knew they could. And, and I, I've talked to other people since, and I know they were doing similar things. I think you were, too. But, like, I'm not really usually the person who's like, I am going to manifest things. I try not to do that because I feel like it curses things. Well... Yes, like I, I agree. Like, I see people saying, like, they're going to get gold, and I'm like, that's hella ballsy you of you. It. Good for you. <laughs> but, like, yeah. I feel if I say those things, that I actually just curse the team. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm always wrong about everything I say, so I just try not to. But, <laughs> during, especially during the whole second half, I was just like, I need to believe, like... We need everybody to just believe that this is possible and this is going to happen. And so yes. I was like, they're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. So the whole... Mentally, I wasn't saying it out yes. loud. But like, no, this is the thing. The I will time. mentally think it. Like, they're going to win. Oh, they're yeah. going to win. But I cannot say it out loud. This is the thing. Oh, I, I cannot. I can say it out loud. That will, that will curse it. You no, can think I can it, say it out loud. but I cannot say it out loud. Other people can say it out loud. That's fine. I will personally curse it, though, if I say it no, out loud. <laughs> I was just mentally manifesting their win as much as I could. I was trying to have, like, the belief, like, and not just, like, a 
superficial, like, oh, they could win. It's like, no, like, I really believe they can and will win. You know yeah. what I mean? The mo- actually, the moment that I had in the Sweden game where I was like, we are gonna win was when Jesse Fleming was committing to defense and she was like, she went to ground and she blocked a ball, I think with her head as she was like heading up to the ground. And I was like, that's why we're going to win. You know, like that Tom Hanks quote from like a league of our own where he's like, we're going to win. We're going to like, it was that moment in my head. I was like, we're going to win. Yeah, I know. I don't remember that moment, but like, I'll send it to you. I had a moment at some point where I was like, we're going to win. And then, I mean, don't get me wrong, my faith was tested throughout because it was so tough. They were so tough. Yeah. Um, and they were so good, you know? And and anyway, we, pull, we pulled it off, and then we we won. And then we got to watch them celebrate. And that I was know, that's my the best part. feeling in the world. It's my favorite part. It's the I best. It so it's much. the best. Yeah. If we could just, well, I, just like, a, like, at my funeral, just show... The Canadian team celebrating all of their victories. Just be yes. like, that's it. That's that's how I want you to feel, I guess, at my funeral. <laughs> I know. You know what? I respect that because I agree. There's no better feeling. So, yeah, I, um, I loved watching that. I, actually, I haven't watched the medal ceremony yet because I had to. I had committed to going into my office because this was, you know, Keep in mind, everybody, Friday this is morning. Friday morning. <laughs> so our local time was at 6. The yeah. game started at 6. Um, so I had to be late going into work because I was like, well, it's going to extra time. Like, I'm not leaving now. Um, <laughs> I was still available and reachable, like, uh, to my colleagues. And so anyway, I was like, okay, well, after I watched the celebrations, I was like, well, I guess I got to get going. <laughs> so yeah I went to work and I so I've seen clips and stuff from the medal ceremony but I haven't watched like the whole thing through yet so CBC did okay CBC was like hey we're gonna come back to the medal ceremony when it happens and then CBC did not go back to it they oh. pushed it to CBC <laughs> their news network so like I missed the medal ceremony because I was expecting them to come back because I expected them to like hold true to their word and then they did yeah. it um, but you can just go to, like, the CBC Olympics website, rewatch the the game, and then there's the medal ceremony yeah, at the end. At the end, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to do that. Well, you know what? I'm probably just going to watch the whole thing again now it's, that I don't have You know what? Stress. It's lovely. It's lovely because I love this idea of, like, team sports giving each other their medals. It's yeah. a, It's so lovely. It's great. I think we should continue this as well. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I think it's great. So I definitely want to watch the medal ceremony. I definitely want to watch that game again, knowing that I don't have to worry we're going to lose. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we've we've won. We've won Olympic gold. We've reached the podium three Olympics in a row. That yeah. is unreal. That is unreal. Unreal. Can yeah. I just say, though, yeah. that aesthetically, not symbolically, but aesthetically, I actually like the way the bronze medal looks better. I mean, bronze is really pretty. The, the gold is a little <laughs> gaudy. Shut up. What, Shut up, Katie. It's beautiful. It's what it symbolizes, and therefore <laughs> yeah, I number still one. want it. 
I loved I loved the post. I think it was like Becky posts, and she's like, "Trust me, it's not lonely at the top." <laughs> and it's like, no. Well, not when you have like twenty two, or I guess it'd be twenty one other teammates. No, I would hope it's not lonely. <laughs> Even if you were alone, it would still be amazing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like really, this. This is pretty sweet. Yeah. So I don't know, man. It's uh. It was pretty great. Uh, Christine Sinclair, uh, gold medalist. Aaron McLeod. Aaron McLeod. We love Aaron McLeod, obviously. Gold medalist. Everyone. Nichelle Prince. Gold medalist i especially okay so i spent obviously i love this for christine sinclair it's like the thing that we have wanted everyone has wanted this for so effing long but aaron mcleod qualified us for rio and then got that injury i know and then didn't get the bronze like that sucked and then had such a hard time coming back like just had injury after injury that injury is a nightmare that she got and it took a long time to get just back just back to like where you need to be right and then she gets brought to this team and then she gets a gold amazing i know it's amazing the fact that she came back at all is just absolutely amazing i mean obviously like it would have been so great to see her in this tournament but unfortunately when you're a keeper that's just the name of the game that's right? the this is the thing okay so like gold is not just the 22 players like those are the 22 players that executed this great sure. plan from bev priestman who like lit a fire under this team again we knew it was there we just needed someone to like put that back into this team totally. and she did it in a quick a quick turnaround yes. to get them to that and then she had a hell of a plan and yes. this is the thing this gold is not just the 22 players who did execute that plan but it is all of their support structures yes. it is everyone behind the scenes it is john herdman who you know we like to rag on about but <laughs> i mean honestly a once in a lifetime type coach like he is amazing we do love John Herdman, even though we're like, how dare you? We I say know. that. We say that all the time, but we do still obviously love John Herdman. <laughs> well, I mean, John Herdman is sort of, I would say, responsible for the modern team. Like, responsible. Yeah, he laid a lot of this foundation. Exactly. Responsible for kind of, like, the way the team is now. Like, obviously, we had a little hiccup there in between. Herdman and Priestman, mm-hmm. where, like, things were just not quite right. Yeah. But the foundation, it was still there. Um, and, and obviously, you know, like, Priestman was part of that, too. For sure. Um, was part of John Herdman's team and part of that same or similar type yeah, of Yeah, that kind of, like, group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for exactly. Sure. But, yeah, it's, you know, it's the Charmaine Hoopers. It's the Savannah Bertini's, it's the Brittany Timcos, it's all, it's all of those, the Tancredis, for all of them. Yeah, totally, I agree, and, and, and you're right, like, it's not about, it's not about things like the minutes that people play, although I'm super glad, again, I know we talk about this every single episode, but it, it bears repeating, in my opinion, like, I'm super glad that they didn't create, like, uh, a delineation between, like, the regular roster and then alternates, I'm glad it was all just, yes. like, 
the roster because that's the way it should be. It's so dumb in retrospect, right? Yeah. Um, and then you're right, like, you know, the coaches, all the conditioning staff, like, all of those people, they are all part of the team. They're not the ones out on the field, like you said, executing, but they are still members of the team. Without them, what happens on the field doesn't happen, right? For sure. Exactly. So, like, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And I'm super glad that Erin McLeod got her gold. And I hope that she's still got some years left in her, too, because, you know, I would love to see her play a game or two mm-hmm. for Canada in the near future. <laughs> that would be lovely. I would love to see yeah. that. Yeah. Um, gosh. Where, where do you even go from here? I don't know. We're all just, like, so happy. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I've also been thinking about the, the poetry, frankly, of the fact that, you know, we decided that this would be our last episode. Um, yeah. And what a note to end on for us. That's true. That is really, that's a good note. It. It cannot get better than this it for could, us. It could get better for <laughs> us. I mean, like, it actually, it could. It could. Like, we win the World Cup, then that'd be great. But, know, like, this is a good note. we two more years to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, like, yeah. I, I just think that, like, you know, we had worried when we decided that we were going to end um, after the Olympics. We, we worried a little bit because, like, I mean, for all we know, we don't even make it out of the group stage, right? And we had kind of said, like, well, you know, we will continue until after the Olympics anyway. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our hope is always that that Canada goes deep into the tournament. But, you know, if not, you know, we could talk about the rest of the soccer tournament. Yeah. But, like, thank goodness that that didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what a crappy note for us to end on, right? Like... I'm really glad that's not the way it went. I know, when we were looking at, like, our recording dates and stuff, we were like, gosh, you know, it'd just be really helpful if we <laughs> got to that last match. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, and it, you know what, it all worked out. So, again, it feels a little bit like poetry to me that it allows us to kind of go out on this note. Um, and I think, too, that, like, we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording today. Just like in 2012 when Canada kind of came out of nowhere from most people's perspectives and won bronze, it got a lot of people interested in yeah. this team. Well, I mean, I think I think we all, we, everybody would agree that, you know, coming away with a gold, wow, that's going to bring in a whole new influx of, uh, of people interested in this team, in this game, in this mm-hmm. sport, um, in this country, <clears throat> right? And that's really... Uh, amazing. Well, I can't even... Okay, like, Canada, I think, has the second highest participation rate of soccer players in the world. Can you imagine what this does now in this country? Like, there's there's probably going to be another explosion of soccer players, right? And especially, especially with the success that the men are having, too. Like, the the women exceedingly... uh, you know, successful. And then the men finally, because of Herdman, doing what Herdman does and transforming a team. Like, you know, success breeds success a little bit, you know, it It tends to be what happens is like, you know, people love seeing a team win and it just, it pushes that participation. Um, it pushes, you know, 
Actually, this is not... Let's talk about the future, actually. Like, what we kind of want to see. It's a good segue. Um, and you know, uh, by the way, I love that podcast that, like, Kaylin Kyle and, like, Carmelina Moscato and Diana Matheson do, um... I really, I really hope they continue because honestly, it's great. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's like, why would anybody need us when there's that? <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, truly, like, please. Truly, truly, please continue. continue. Also, yes. also, literally anyone can also just pick up a microphone and do it. Podcasting is, you know, not that expensive <laughs> anymore. Um, or was it ever? I don't know. I don't think it's been in our time. And yeah. We've been at it a while, so. But like, you know, that that there was one episode with John Herdman where they were talking to him and I was just like I love getting to hear like his thought process because he is such an interesting and knowledgeable guy um and his especially like his thought process about moving over to the men's side and that he was just like look after we won in that bronze in 2012 and I coached that US team against that US team and we were like statistically just like so good against the states and then he stayed on for a couple years after obviously um but he was like i didn't really have much motivationally to give more to this team but the federation needs money like it need, and we know this like canada soccer so they're not particularly flush with cash so you know uh herdman's kind of decision making to go over to the men's side was you know, about, you know, improving that, improving the men's side, uh, getting them to qualify for the World Cup, and then doing well in the World Cup so that brings in money to the Federation because there's a hell of a lot more money on, on the men's side than there is the women's side. Um, so I really enjoyed uh, hearing that, a bit of clarity on that decision, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I can agree. Like, I, I think that that makes a type of sense that I necess- didn't necessarily really talk or think about too much before. Um, and so I'm like, yeah, okay, now go do it, please. <laughs> <laughs> right? And he is. He is working on it. Yeah, and I mean, uh, we've seen a lot more success with the men's side. Like, it's t- I think it's taken a couple of years to kind of get them to where they are um but like the progress that they made has been huge um so yeah it's really nice to see success on both sides to be honest it's really great it, it, it's amazing there's been a lot of jokes lately that like hey canada is a soccer country now and i'm just like oh my god i wish but like it could be it could be happening yeah i think i think hopefully we're in the you know I mean, like, this should be the tipping point, right? This should be it. Like, finally, can we be a, a soccer country? That'd be really great. <laughs> it, it's got to be getting there, especially, like, again, with what's going on with the men's side. Like, I haven't seen this much excitement around the men's side ever, frankly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, people who were, like, really critical of Herdman, um, like, being able to, like, coach the men's side because he came from the women's side, it's like... Okay, first off, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like, a good coach is a good coach, <laughs> usually. Um, but, like, even he's even won them over. I've seen, like, a lot of him winning them over, too, which is great. Anywho. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah. We don't need to talk about John Herdman this entire podcast. 
uh, just a little bit because, I mean, he is very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, we basically, we kind of want to talk about like, you know, uh, what we want to see going forward with this team. Um, you know, what, what does the future hold? What do we want to, well, yeah, what do we want to see? Um, and definitely first on that list is like, you know, I want to see more players getting their shot. Um, you know, getting called in, you know, there were a ton of great, uh, players who didn't make this roster, you know, the Victoria Pickett, the Samantha Changs, the Chloe Lacasse, Jordan Listro, Bianca St. George. Um, there's a handful, a massive handful, more than a handful, you know, uh, an armful of fantastic players, um, that I really hope we see get a shot, get called into camps. Um, you know, and if Canada Soccer has a victory tour, that would be a really great time to just like test out some of these players and see how they fit into the fold and to build that depth on the team. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, think about it, like some of the butts that are on our bench right now haven't been there for very long. Um, so hopefully, you know, under the leadership of Beth Priestman, you know, we're going to see more of that pulling in players that, you know, maybe past coaches haven't really given too much of a look at because, you know, like we said before, there's tons of talent in the NCAA, there's tons of talent playing overseas, there's tons of talent, like we have the ability to stack our deck even better than we currently have, so it's just about, like you said, giving more of those players their shot, right? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Yeah, so, and I guess, like, the other thing that needs to happen is, you know, in two years, we need to qualify for the World Cup, first off, and then uh, have a top finish in the World Cup, because then, you know, our players do get paid with World Cup, uh, you know, like a top uh, finish, um, which will help the Federation, there we go, and help our players get some more money which is always great um yes they need to get paid yep uh what else needs to happen i mean everyone is now like calling for this which is great um you know uh at least one nwsl team preferably two or three in the next five years i would say i would say in two to five years we should have at least two nwsl teams but we don't, not just NWSL, we need a Canadian Women's Premier League. Like, this needs to happen. We need, you, basically, if you're at the point, at the point now, like, it's put up or shut up. Like, if you are like, no, I don't, I don't think it's feasible. Get out of the conversation then. We don't need to hear all that naysaying anymore. The MLS lost money for 25 years. So don't Absolutely. tell me, like, it's an investment. Yes. Are you going to lose some money? Yes. But at the same time, For sure. we're going to, we're, we can't, we can't just sit on our laurels and do nothing as other countries and just, you know, build that infrastructure and we're twiddling our thumbs. You know, we, we just can't do that anymore. Not if we want to call ourselves a soccer country. Um, and it is agitating to me when people say that it's not feasible. I mean, look at this team and how 
how it has sold out stadium after stadium, you know, when there are home games. Now, granted, like, I know that those are always kind of a big deal, but they're also marketed really well. Like, I'm sorry, but there's nothing that a really good marketing strategy can't do. People love soccer. People love the success of our women, and they're really tuning into the success of our men right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So people are interested in what's going on in soccer in this country. And, like, frankly, if you give them something to be excited about, they will be excited about. Or people are like that. Yes. Absolutely. People love, people, I mean, like, we, you see this all over the country, you know, as long as something is marketed well, and then, you know, if something is, like, relatively successful, people get on board. They just do. They, you know, going to a sporting event is, is relatively cheap, unless it's hockey, and a lot of people are sick of paying that kind of price, so they might shift their money to other sports that are a little bit cheaper to go to. Totally. And I mean, it, and we've talked about this lots too, but like a lot of the time people are just looking for something to do. And I, I mean, I can't speak for other cities, but in our city, you know, our city has summer events going on all year or not all year, but like all summer long. And that is because people are looking for opportunities to get out and do, like, a fun thing for a day, right? So, yeah. like, what is a better way to spend an afternoon that, you know, than at a, a hockey, or hockey, oh my goodness, I can't believe I said that, but at, <laughs> at a soccer game. Um, and, you know, you and I have talked about examples of other teams, you know, sports that we don't follow as closely, but, like, when they kind of, you know, present themselves as kind of an interesting brand, like something that we feel like we can connect with, Suddenly we're interested, even if the sport isn't a sport that we're normally super, super into, right? Yeah, for sure. For example, the River Hogs. <laughs> Is it the River Hogs? Yeah, the River Hogs and the Edmonton Stingers, right? Like, yeah. you know, I, I have no problem with basketball or hockey, or oh, why do I keep saying hockey? Basketball <laughs> or baseball, those are both fine sports, but I don't follow either of them closely. However, those new teams that have come to our city in the last couple of years, it's kind of like, oh, hey, they actually look pretty cool, and I might want to be part of that, right? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, if it's marketed well, and like, you know, especially if you hear from other people, like, yeah, I had a great time, or like a friend just even mentions it, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to this game. Like, we mentioned that, like, with the UWS game, there was only one yeah. game. Their season was pretty upended by the pandemic, obviously, but... um. You know, we mentioned it to our friends, and they're like, man, yeah, I'd really love to go next year. That's all it takes, is just being like, hey, why don't you come with me to this thing? And people usually will say yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When it's affordable, if, I mean, if it's like 120 bucks, people will be like, eh, I'm not that invested. But like, when sports make it affordable for people to take a chance, yeah. You know, like, again, I know for sure, I, we have several friends who are, who told us they want to go to UWS games with us next year when the season's like a normal season, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's amazing. Yep. Yep. So, um, I, I agree with you guys. It is an investment, and also, like, the marketing component is an investment. Do not invest in a team and then cheap out on your marketing. Yep, absolutely. For sure. You can't. So, yep. 
Yeah, it's not either or. It's both. So it's just got to happen. People, it, it, it totally is. Rich ass people, get your shit together. Like, come on. Just, you have so much money. So you guys are just trying to go to space at the moment. Like- That's very stupid. Just get, uh, just, you know, buy some soccer teams instead. <laughs> I agree. If we were really rich, we would do it. But unfortunately, we are not very Definite, rich. Definitely not rich. But, like, I absolutely, <laughs> I would put my money where my mouth is. Like, I. And this is the thing, like, I, I actually hope that there are, you know, it's not just a bunch of rich people, like, uh, you know, going like, okay, we'll finally invest in women's soccer. I mean, I hope we see different methods of ownership too, right? Like, there is the kind of cooperative yeah. ownership model that you can even do. Like, that would be really cool if you could start something, like, if something like that could happen, right? For some of these teams. That would be very cool. Very cool. Um, the other thing we obviously would like to see is like Canada soccer does have an issue with, uh, having, you know, decent scouting for players that aren't in their youth system. You know, we saw the likes of Vanessa Gilles literally get scouted by the France, by by France before Canada was like, oh crap, maybe we should call her in. Um, Evelyn Vienne, uh, you know, went under the radar for quite, well, I mean, it's hard to say how much she went under the radar because they also have very silly ideas about like which teams you need to play for and for how long and in what countries. And it's like, can you just call them in and see where they're at? Just do it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I guess also on top of that, like, oh, I guess with the, you know, the Premier League piece, you know. We need to see uh, soccer infrastructure in this country expand, you know, with D2, D3 opportunities. And it needs to be coast to coast. You know, um, I, I would hate to see uh, good soccer players miss out because, you know, they're in PEI or Newfoundland, right? Yeah, truly. Truly. Or, I don't know. I want to say Saskatchewan, but like Saskatchewan, like Kaylin Kyle came out of Saskatchewan, but obviously like, (laughs) um, we got somebody good. Um, (laughs) Like, like you, like you said, you know, we, we want that solid pyramid structure, right? Like again, give us all of it. It's time. Let's stop sitting on our asses here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. I'm excited, though. I'm excited because, like, so many people play soccer in this country. We have, like, the second highest participation rate of yeah. soccer players, like, in the world. So, like, it's there. Like, the the kids are playing it. It's just translating that into a solid structure, into success at a national scale, at a at a... Like, in terms of, like, the national team, but then also in terms of, like, a national league. On both totally. sides. On I, both I, sides. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, again, I... Everything is there. It's just about making those pieces fit together right. It's all there. Everything we need to have that success, it's there. It's kind of like... Just, again, it's, it's going to take the initiative. It's going to take the capital. Um, and it's going to take the, like, you know, the drive to, to make it happen. It's it's like a metaphor for our team. You just got to make all the pieces fit right. (laughs) 
it is, yeah. I, I mean, I have a couple, so I have a couple wishlist items too. They're not, I mean, they're not as big picture as, as what we just talked about. But, you know, like when we talk about the future, what do I want to see a little bit more of? Like absolutely everything we just talked about. But also, I want to see more of us beating the U.S. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier <laughs> besides maybe winning a gold medal or winning a World Cup. Obviously, that would make me happier. But otherwise, that's the thing that makes me happy. Is like, let's just not wait another 20 years. Let's do that again real soon, everybody. Um, yes. Oh, that's another thing. A victory tour. We yes. want to see a victory tour. We want to see us playing good teams. Um, also in that victory tour, not just necessarily like teams we can absolutely win against. I would like to see a couple tough teams in there as well. Um, I agree. But yeah, like showcase this team across this country bring it to well, different cities besides vancouver and toronto yeah I, yes and you know what that will be key to drumming up interest in things like nwsl in canada and a women's premier league right like is going to other cities besides just uh toronto and vancouver and that's a really good segue into another one of my wish list items like obviously yes for sure victory tour like don't win gold and not do a victory tour people like that would that's ridiculous um but i just want to see them play at home more often and i mean i always want to see them play more often period i've you know we've often complained that they don't play us enough and therefore it makes it really hard for us to stay as sharp as some of the other top teams but i just so yeah i want us to play more more often but i want us to play at home more often like how often do we play at home not often not often at all. Like every couple years. I mean, it depends on the year. This was obviously the last yeah. year and a half have been has been very strange. Um, so like. Yes, of course. Yeah, we definitely don't play enough games, and then we definitely also don't play enough home games. Um, yeah, that that would be really nice. More home games for people yeah. in Canada like to cheer for our team. Yeah, at home. So, I mean, I really hope that happens. Um, and, and this is just one last thing, and I know uh, people on Twitter scream for this all the time, too. Is like, give us more cool stuff we can spend our money on, like more <laughs> merchandising opportunities and, like, stuff that we actually want. Yes. Yes, please. It should be easy to get a, you know, a jersey with people's names and numbers on it. It, it should be exceedingly sure. easy. Yeah, you gotta you gotta spend a little money to make a little money when it comes to merch. Like, come on. I I agree, and I mean I've seen it done on a much smaller scale, and so I have a hard time being sympathetic with Canada soccer when their offerings are so piddly. Like, I mean, yeah, like the jersey thing is a big thing, but I like I just give me some t-shirts that are branded. Like, I would wear the crap out of those all day, every day. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that that I can use in my life, right? Totally. Um, but that happens to have Canada soccer on it. Like, I'm not much into branded things, but, like, that is one that I'll wear with pride, right? For sure, for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the biggest takeaways. Uh, we're going to have to apologize a bit for the sound. Um, we had uh, major hiccups. Like, my phone stopped producing sound, and then the thing that we record on stopped producing 
sound like it just was not recording us so at some point i think the sound gets worse in this podcast and apologies for that um it's like they knew it's our last one and they were like too bad we're gonna make this hard for you (laughs) yeah we've had Yeah, I think I think the recording mic was just like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was totally like that. Um, so yeah, but I mean, you know, as long as you can hear us, we're good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like, it's like you know, we've been kind of singing this song for the last six years. These are all things that you know we we wanted all along, but you know, now it seems like they're so much more feasible, and and I just have really high hopes that we're gonna see some movement. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think there's much else to discuss except for the fact that, like, uh, my dog is whining. He wants outside. Sorry. Buddy, go lay down. Good boy. Um, you know, you we might be ending our podcast, but that doesn't stop other people from making a podcast. Um, so we, you know, you know, I would like to put the call out there. We need more women making podcasts. We need more trans and non-binary and people of color making podcasts. Um, If you love this team, you can do it. Podcasting is surprisingly easy. We were able to do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we we, we were. And, And you might not think that anybody cares about what you have to say. That's what we thought when we started. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not like we're on the top of the charts on Apple Podcasts or anything, but, no. you know, there there are a lot of people who appreciate, you know, having a voice around this team, um, and, you know, who, for whatever reason, one way or the other, connected with us and, uh, and listen to our podcast, and, you know, we're obviously eternally grateful for every single person who ever did, but, you know, don't undersell yourself basically if you feel like you have something to contribute and you feel like you have something to share you know your voice is no smaller than ours um so you know just just do it if you if you want to do it you know if you don't don't (laughs) yeah for sure your podcast can be all like there are a variety of podcasts in which like you know there's a lot of great ones uh there's journalists who do them there's people who are like employed in women's soccer doing them your podcast does not even have to be that you know our podcast always was like look we're a bunch of fans we're just going to talk nonsense (laughs) half the time which we did did. um you know so just find what is find your your little piece of that like that little slice that you enjoy talking about and you want to create um yeah, we definitely recommend it. It's fun. It is really fun. So if you do make a podcast um, about this team, hit us up on Twitter where we will still be talking about soccer sometimes. Because, um, you know, we'll want to check out your podcast. Definitely. Um, and this is, I guess, where we should probably give a shout out to the Alberta Podcast Network, who um, yes. was like the, the brainchild of 
uh, Karen Unland, who we love and is fantastic. Love you, Karen. We love you, Karen. Big old galaxy brain, Karen Unland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank, thanks for, like, first off, uh, being like, do you want to be a part of the Alberta Podcast Network? Because it's been pretty great. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we recommend other people, like, check out you know there are other podcasts there's plenty of podcasts podcasts on the alberta podcast network um that would i would highly highly recommend people check out give it a listen um subscribe to their podcasts yeah yeah i totally agree i also i echo your thoughts i am so grateful for the support we received over the years from the alberta podcast network and the um, that they've created and totally recommend that people go right ahead and check out other stuff they have to offer. Um, there's probably, you know, well, we know for sure there's a lot of stuff that's even way better than ours. So, um, yeah, give them, give them a check out and see if there's anything there for you because um, they're great. Yep. All right, man. I think, I think that's it. I, I, I think, I think we've, we've exhausted everything so far so we i i do think that's it for real this time yeah that's it <laughs> we're done well, like we yeah I, this is it we're done so um once again we cannot thank everybody who listened everybody who connected with us in one way or the other everybody who came on our show and spoke with us uh, about this team um we are so eternally grateful uh, for all of you, um, and this has been honestly just an absolute pleasure for us to do over the last six years. Um, we're going to miss it, but onward and upward. Yep. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, and goodbye. Yep. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Good.